Does anyone know the most famous Christmas carol of all time? It was not Mariah Carey's All I Want for Christmas is You, believe it or not. Oh, Holy Night. It's first written in 1847 by a poet, Placide Capot, in France. It was put to music that year by Adolf Adam, and it was performed on Christmas Eve 1847 at a church in France, and it went viral across France. People loved it. But then church leaders learned that Placide the poet was an atheist and a socialist, but the priest had asked him as a poet to write this poem, and he agreed. But when church leaders across France figured that out, and they figured out that the person who wrote the music was Jewish, they banned the hymn in all the churches in France. But they loved, people loved it so much, they sang it in the streets anyway. There's a story I think we can take from this. And the church leaders in France said that O Holy Night, the most famous Christmas carol of all time, lacked musical taste and it had total absence of the spirit of religion. Maybe sometimes what religion tells us is wrong, God tells us is okay and good. The song kind of went against some of the Christian belief of the day, and one of those beliefs that it went against uh, was the idea that not everyone has a soul. The song, the writer of the song, claimed that all men and women have souls, And the song claimed that black people have souls. That was a radical idea in the 1800s. So John Sullivan Dwight was an American abolitionist. He translated the song from French to English, and he made some liberties in how he translated those words. So we have the words, truly he taught us to love one another. His law is love, and his gospel is peace. Chains shall he break, for the slave is our brother. And in his name, all oppression shall cease. The story of O Holy Night from Christmas Eve 1871 during the Franco-Prussian War. A French soldier stepped out of the trench unarmed and faced the Germans. They were confused. He broke out into O Holy Night, a cappella style. The Germans responded, not with gunfire, but with their own carols. So the legend goes that for 24 hours during the war, the hostilities ceased while the soldiers on both sides celebrated Christmas, and there was a glimpse where all oppression ceased. Kevin, would you light for us the candle of peace? as we sing together, O Holy Night.
find the nativity story in Matthew 1 that says she will have a son and you are to name him Jesus for he will save people from their sins a side note here Jesus wasn't really the name of Jesus the Greek here is Yeshua when you translate the Greek or the Hebrew Yeshua to Greek and then to Latin and then to English and you realize that all of those languages have different alphabets. It's called transliteration. The word you get from Ye Yeshua or Yehoshua, some called him, goes to Jesus. Jesus was never called Jesus. And Christ wasn't really his last name. <laughs> his last name was Bar Joseph. Yeshua Bar Joseph is what he was called. Yeshua means to save, to deliver. It comes from... Yehoshua, which is the English name Joshua. Josh is more like the real name of Jesus than Jesus is. But Josh Christ doesn't have the same ring to it, <laughs> does it? The angel's head. She will give birth to a son and they will call him Emmanuel, which means God is with us. God becomes the things that he loves. John 1, the one who is the true light, who gives light to everyone, was coming into the world. And so the word, the Lagos, became human and made his home among us, and he was full of unfailing love and faithfulness. The first 1,200 years of Christianity, the big hoopla of the church was not Christmas. It was Easter to celebrate the resurrection. It wasn't until uh, the 1200s that Christmas became a big deal. And the guy who made it a big deal was St. Francis of Assisi. And uh, he was kind of a radical Jesus follower. He's the, the guy known for preaching to the birds. And uh, he believed that there is an inerrant goodness in all of the world and in all of people. That the Spirit of God 
the Lagos, that created all things, is somehow within and permeates all things. So everything around us in creation, as Genesis says, is good, and it's sacred, and it's holy. And so he believed that we need to put some more focus on the birth of Jesus because it means that God has become flesh. And that says something good about ourselves, about being human, that God would become human. So he created this Christmas feast. He was the first one to come up with the idea of a nativity where you have live animals and a real baby and real people. And today it's kind of become this cheesy thing. But back in the 1200s, it was a radical deal to start putting the focus not just on Easter, but on the birth of Jesus, that God became flesh. Richard Rohr is a Franciscan who follows in the tradition of St. Francis. He says, Christmas became the great celebratory, celebratory feast of Christians because it's basically saying it's good to be human. It's good to be on this earth. It's good to be flesh. It's good to have emotions. It's good to have sexuality. We don't need to be ashamed of any of this because this is what God loves. This is what God became. Love in the flesh. To embody the heart of God is to love. Paul writes 1 Corinthians. Maybe I don't have 1 Corinthians. I have it here. If I could speak all the languages of earth and of angels, but I didn't love others, I would only be a noisy gong or a clanging cymbal. He goes on and says that I could believe all the right things about God and religion. If I don't have love, I'm nothing. Nothing. Love is God, according to 1 John. We know what it's like to talk to someone, hear from someone who is not loving. It's annoying as hell. <laughs> it's a clanging symbol. It's a gong. To express the heart of God is to love. Love God. Love your neighbor as yourself. Let our focus, our goal of this life be a love and recognition of the divine in us. If be, God becomes what God loves and God calls creation good, then creation and love is really all around us. I want to show you a clip of a movie that is a classic holiday movie for us. I didn't realize it came out 15 years ago. Love Actually. This is the opening scene from that movie. You might have to check the, the volume on that. Heathrow Airport. General opinion is starting to make out that we live in a world of hatred and greed. But I don't see that. Seems to me that love is everywhere. Often it's not particularly dignified or newsworthy, but it's always there. Fathers and sons, mothers and daughters, husbands and wives, boyfriends, girlfriends, old friends. When the planes hit the Twin Towers, as far as I know, none of the phone calls from the people on board were messages of hate or revenge. They were all messages of love. If you look for it, I've got a sneaky feeling you'll find that love actually is all around. 
J.R.R. Tolkien, when he wrote The Fellowship of the Ring, I have to nerd out at least once in my sermons. The world is indeed full of peril. In it, there are many dark places, sometimes in our own hearts and minds. But still, there is much that is fair. And though in all lands, love is now mingled with grief, it grows perhaps the greater. We can hold in both hands grief and love, sorrow and joy. Love is all around us, even in the midst of the dark, hard places. It's everywhere you go, it is within you. The light and love of God is in your bones. It's in your sweat, it's in your tears, it's in your blood. It's in your heart, it's in your mind, it's in your thoughts, it's in your emotions. The light and love of God is in you. So with the light of Christ, we love, light the candle of love. When Jesus was with his friends, the night before he died, he compared the bread and the wine to his own body and his own blood, his flesh, It's as if he was saying the divine and the material have come together in one. And he said, every time you eat of this bread and wine, remember me. And every time you drink my blood poured out for you, remember me. The Lagos become flesh. God, spirit and material becoming one. And when you drink and you eat, you remember that you are also both flesh and spirit. That love is within you. Lisa, would you help me serve communion? Thank you. So I invite you all to come to the front. Whoever is open and would like to, to receive the body and love of Christ. And here is hand sanitizer if you like.
God, we thank you that the same divine power and energy that created all of this, all of us, was embodied in the baby, Yeshua, who taught us how to live, how to love. May we know, without a doubt, in our hearts and our bones, that we are loved that we are good. Thank you for your love in us. May we use your love to change this world, to bring compassion and mercy and justice and peace and hope to every dark place in this world and our lives. In Christ's name we pray, amen. Merry Christmas.